I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this fast-paced world, how can two busy women generate enough content to fill their weekly podcast? The answer is simple. By dabbling in the dark arts. Each week, armed only with a Ouija board, a microphone, and a complete disregard for the safety of their own souls, Charlie and Zoe conduct a mind-bending seance, recording conversations from the beyond for your entertainment. We'll hear sensational snippets from distant dimensions, from strange and unexplored universes, and from the ghouls that haunt the most terrifying locations in the UK, within a 10-minute drive of Zoe's flat. This is Seance Cross. Episode 8, The Car. Welcome to Seance Cast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Charlie. And this week we're doing our seance in my company car because I need to make a late night delivery to the office. Mm, I feel like it's against the highway code to commune with the spirits of the damned while you're driving. Don't worry, it's a hands-free Ouija board. And besides, this is the perfect place for a seance because this car is extremely haunted. Yeah, by the spectre of the 90s. Why have you got so many Backstreet Boys CDs? Those aren't mine. Okay, some of them are. Most of them belong to Howard from Accounts, who, just last week, had a fatal heart attack in this very Ford Fiesta. Oh, great. I mean, for the podcast, not for his family. So do you think the car's cursed? He didn't die from a curse. He died from too many Kit Kats. Can you hear that? Those boxes are definitely making a noise. Why do you have to take them to your office tonight? Charlie, how many times? There's nothing suspicious about the softly pulsating boxes. Can I at least see what's inside? No! Great. So I can't look in the boxes, and the car isn't cursed. Are we nearly there yet? The car is cursed. According to HR, Howard had a heart attack on the M1 near Dunton Bassett, but the car managed to drive itself all the way to Thorpe Astley and Parallel Park without running anyone over. Stephen King must be shaking in his boots. Hey, not every haunting has to be horrible. Remember that poltergeist who used to clean my kitchen? That was your flatmate. But he was so pale. Slow down. Why are you going so fast? You're driving like James Bond through a fruit market. I've got to get these boxes in before midnight. And can you please put a lid on that coffee? If they get wet, then, uh, nothing will happen. Right. Well, keep your eyes on the road and let's rev up this Ouija board. So, as usual, we've linked a doorbell up to our Ouija board so we know when we're about to hear something from the spiritual realm or even another dimension. This thing picks up literally everything. Five bars of supernatural reception. All right, let's do the incantation. Strange visions from weird worlds afar, we summon you into this car. Exchange with us some dark enchantment for Kit Kats from the glove compartment. Good evening and welcome to 
this year's Women in Business Awards sponsored by the following Artisan Period products. Gusto. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. Hey Meg. Oh my god, Mandy, hi. I didn't think you were going to make it. Oh no, what have I missed? Nothing. There was a pink Prosecco reception followed by a 40-minute slideshow of puppies and babies being best friends. So they're only just getting started. Oh, great. The award for most stylish CEO with an amazing haircut. Wow, I love those shoes. Goes to Jennifer Weston from Insurance for Girls. God, I hate these women's business awards. They're so patronising. Totally. Why do all the categories have to be for women's things? Just treat us with respect. Right. Next up, the award for smiliest assistant who always knows your coffee order and will get a manicure with you at lunchtime when your best friend is being distant goes to Abby Dupree from boothike.com. You know, we really shouldn't even bother coming. It's pointless. We should be included in the proper business awards. The award for Whip Smart Receptionist, who looks great in a pencil skirt but won't steal your boyfriend because she's not that kind of a woman. She's got integrity, goes to Ellen Appeal from Little Bitch Incorporated. Woo! You go, bitch! I mean, is this feminist? I just don't know anyone. No, come on, I've had enough. Let's just get out of it. And finally, the award for cutest little business goes to Mandy Jones and Meg Smith from Lady Things. <gasps> oh my god, Meg. That's us. <laughs> Um, excuse me, why are you rifling through my glove compartment? I told you before, Helpless When She Smiles is on the Backstreet Boys' seminal 2007 album Unbreakable, and they're all in the CD wallet. I'm trying to understand a bit more about who Howard was before he died. You know, what he liked, who he loved, how messy his glove compartment was. Honestly, he was very boring. We all are a big, normal, not suspicious office full of bores. Boring. We've only been in the car for ten minutes, but that checks out so far. What have you found, then? Okay, I've got a 1996 copy of National Geographic, 45 Kit Kats, one expired novelty condom, and... a gun. Whoa, is this a real gun? What? That? A real gun? No. But if you are going to touch it, can you make sure the safety's on? Seriously, what is your job? I don't understand why it's such a big secret. At least tell me what's in the boxes. Just small boxes. Well, that's the end of that conversation. What a shame. There you are. Why are you hiding in the toilets? It's your wedding day. I can't believe she'd show me up like that. Who would? Susan! This day is supposed to be all about me, but she's wearing a really stinky dress. No one keep their eyes off her. Mm, yeah, I don't think it's the dress. It's just so inappropriate on someone else's wedding day. Skinny straps and stiletto heels to a church. Or do you think that maybe they're looking because Susan's been turned fully inside out and all her organs are outside of her body? I can't believe she'd do this. To me. Come on, give Inside Out Susan a break. You did invite her. So what if she wore some nice shoes to distract from the fact her kidneys flap around every time she turns too quickly? Who wears a red cocktail dress to a wedding? I'm pretty sure it only turned out red because of all the blood, you know, that's seeping from her inside organs. Oh, okay, so now you're telling me she wore a white dress. That's even worse. Look, come on, it's almost time for the first dance. How can I dance in front of my family knowing that everyone's eyes are on Susan and her eyes are dangling halfway down her cheeks? I'll have a word. Ask her to stop fiddling with her heart valves. 
I'm sure she's just nervous. I'm nervous. It's my wedding day. I feel like my heart has been ripped out. Well, that's just insensitive. Susan's a nice girl. I know, she's a brilliant scientist. And we all are very sad to hear about the accident with her teleporter. But does she have to flaunt it? It's always something with her, isn't it? First she got spinal fluid on my brand new sofa, then the dog ate a lung on my birthday. Come on, it's still your special day. Let's go out on the dance floor and have a boogie. You'll forget about it. All right. Oh my God, Susan's kissing my husband. To be fair, she does look phenomenal in that dress. I feel like I'm starting to really get a sense of Howard. What, from a novelty condom? I wonder what radio station Howard was listening to when he died... I think it was Kiss FM. Do you think it was Kiss FM? I don't know. I haven't touched the radio. Let's see then, shall we? No, thanks. This is a Backstreet Boys only vehicle. What is that? It's a numbers station. It's used for sending information to intelligence officers operating abroad. How on earth do you know that? I don't know. Uh, Maybe I heard it on Blue Peter. Anthea Turner was always making stuff like that. What a show. Public service broadcasting at its best. This is Commander Desray reporting to Earth. Officer Crowley and I have located the missing spacecraft on planet 287-9-Alpha. All crew deceased. Commander, can you confirm the number of bodies aboard? From what we can see, five females, including the captain. We are currently establishing the cause of the crash. (coughs) Women drivers. What was that, Crowley? Nothing, sir. Did you say women drivers? Yes. We're downloading the ship's logs now. Speak shortly. Really, Crowley? Women drivers? I suppose next you're going to tell me this mission crashed because the captain got distracted by a picture of Chris Hemsworth or a tampon got stuck in a vent. Uh, actually, something is stuck in the mechanism of the throttle. One of those little metal hairpins. Looks like it got jammed at max speed. Don't be rid- Oh my god. They're everywhere. The reserve oxygen tanks, they've all been punctured by hairpins. Commander, according to the log, it should be a sixth body, a male engineer. We've also found evidence that there was sudden loss of pressure just before the crash. Check the airlock module for any more bodies. Yep, there's one. It's charred, but it looks like a male skeleton. How can you tell? Narrow hips? No, it's man-spreading. And look, the airlock is full of hairpins too. He must have been trying to get rid of them when they caught in the door, causing the depressurization that led to the fatal crash. Okay, okay, let me get this straight. Women leave hairpins around, but it's the man's fault for tidying them up. Just put them in the bin once you've finished with them. How hard is that? It's not like they're valuable. You can get 100 for a quid. What? Because something's cheap, it should be thrown away. They get everywhere. They make the place look a mess. Okay, so when it's our hairpins, it's a mess. But when it's piles of your clothes on the floor, that's just something you'll tidy up later. Um, so our official conclusion is that the careless disposal of hairpins by the male engineer caused a loss of pressure, triggering a series of minor hairpin-related accidents, leading to a deadly crash. Yes. So it was a man's fault. Commander, try not to sound too gleeful about the deaths of six of your colleagues over and out. Sorry, ma'am. I left my clothes on the floor. One time. One time. Zoe, can I ask you something? Are you a spy? 
No, obviously not. Yeah, but that's exactly what you'd say if you were a spy. I'm not a spy. I don't even like martinis. You know I only drink tepid WKD blue. Well, what do you do then? For the thousandth time, I'm in contracts. Yes, but what is your job title? Junior associate. Associate of what, though? Look, I don't know how much more simply I can put it. I handle administrative load maintenance for the external monitoring unit in the de-escalation team. And can you please put that gun down? Sorry, it just feels nice in my hand. Would you like a cup of tea, sweetie? I've got lemon and ginger. Mum, can I talk to you about your new dog? I know it was hard when Rex died, but I think replacing him so quickly was a bad idea. Why? Clive is a perfect dog. No, Mum. Clive is a swarm of bees. No. He's a lovely dog with a very unusual yellow and black coat that only appears to constantly shift in a writhing mass. Yes, because he's 30,000 bees. And so what if he is? You hardly ever visit. If I want to train bees to form the shape of a dog so I can walk them on a lead, then what business is it of yours? Mum, teaching 30,000 bees to bark at the postman is an objectively bad way of dealing with grief. Come on, darling. I know what this is about. You're jealous of the love I have for Clive. That's not true. Just because I like to cuddle up in front of the telly with 30,000 bees in the shape of a dog doesn't mean that I love you any less. I just think it's getting out of hand. What do you mean? You've never had a problem with the cat. You're right. I do love Mr. Stingy. I know you're worried about your old mum, but you have to let me live my life. After all, I'm not just your mother. I'm also a world-leading bee whisperer. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. But if you keep nagging me, I will have to put you back into your hive. And I don't want to lose you again. Okay. I promise. Okay, love. Now, can you get into formation and secrete some honey into this tea? Yes, mum. Be with you presently. Another brilliant episode done, and we've arrived. This is my office. Where are we? There's absolutely nothing here, not even a prep. That's not true. There's a disused bus stop at the end of that unmarked lane. To think, this is where Howard worked. He gave his life to this company. Imagine being so caught up in your job you don't even have time to use your glow-in-the-dark condom. Poor, poor Howard. I actually wouldn't say his name too loud right here. Why not? I'll never forget you, Howard. Can you please keep your voice down? You're so secretive. I bet Howard wasn't this secretive. Yep, that was the problem. Zoe, did Howard really die from eating too many Kit Kats? Look, I'm going to have to stay for a while to unload these boxes and you can't come inside. Oh, right. So I'm walking home, am I? Yep. Well, have a good evening. Um, try not to look directly into the security cameras. And, and leave the gun! Fine, I'm putting it back in the glove box. Oh, so it is real then. Not my Backstreet Boys CDs. No! Salescast was written and performed by Charlie Dinkin and Zoe Tomalin, with additional material from Jane Edwards. It was performed by Marianne Rees, Namisha Odedra, Susan Douglas, Alison Thea Scott, Kat Bond, and Amy Gledhill. The producer is Benjamin Sutton, and it is a hat trick. 
production. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review, or your feelings will betray you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at seance underscore cast.